Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of carbamoyl phosphate synthetase deficiency found under the pediatric section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A five-day-old boy is brought to the hospital by his parents due to recurrent seizures and increased work of breathing for the past day. The patient was born via vaginal delivery to a G1P0 mother who had an uncomplicated labor and uneventful prenatal history. The parents note that the baby has had four seizures, involving spasms of the upper and lower limbs throughout the course of the day. The patient's temperature is 100.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.8 degrees Celsius. Pulse is 190 beats per minute, and respirations are 68 breaths per minute. Laboratory studies reveal blood ammonia of 1,020. Let's continue with an introduction to CPS deficiency. As a general overview, carbamoyl phosphate synthetase deficiency is a urea cycle defect. This leads to elevated blood ammonia levels. In terms of the pathophysiology, CPS is a hepatocellular enzyme present in hepatic mitochondria. Deficiency of CPS impairs the hepatic urea cycle, the major pathway for waste nitrogen disposal. In terms of the genetics, it demonstrates an autosomal recessive pattern. In terms of the epidemiology, this is a rare disease. Demographically, it has been reported in patients of all ages, from newborns to adults. Serious disease is seen in newborns with rapid decline. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms include anorexia, irritability, heavy or rapid breathing, lethargy, vomiting, seizures, and coma. On exam, one may note tachypnea, hepatomegaly, poor coordination, hypotonia or hypertonia, ataxia, and tremor. In terms of further studies, a blood ammonia level is the sole laboratory criterion for diagnosis. Ammonia levels are usually 10 to 20 times higher than the reference ranges, so values over 1,000 are common. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about arginosuccinate lyase deficiency, with key distinguishing factors being that there will be increased levels of ASA in the blood and urine. Also think about ornithin transcarbamylase deficiency, with key distinguishing factors being that there will be increased levels of urinary erotic acid, and the age of onset is usually after childhood. With regards to treatment, lifestyle options include a decrease in protein intake. Medical options include hemodialysis. This is indicated in patients with an extremely high blood ammonia level. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that severe CNS impairment is likely in patients with neonatal onset, and that untreated CPS deficiency is likely fatal. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to CPS deficiency, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. You are examining a three-day-old newborn who was delivered vaginally without any complications. The newborn presents with vomiting, hyperventilation, lethargy, and seizures. Blood work demonstrates hyperaminemia, elevated glutamine levels, and decreased blood urea nitrogen. A CT scan demonstrates cerebral edema. Defects in which of the following enzymes would result in a clinical presentation similar to this infant? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Phenylalanine hydroxylase Choice 2. Branched-chain ketoacid dehydrogenase Choice 3. Homogentisate oxidase Choice 4. Cystathionine synthase Or Choice 5. Carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 
The best answer to this question is choice 5, carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1. The newborn child is experiencing symptoms of elevated ammonia levels, which are most likely due to defects in the urea cycle. Defects in carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 would produce a similar clinical picture. The purpose of the urea cycle is to degrade excess amino acids and safely remove nitrogenous waste from the body. The cycle begins by synthesizing carbamoyl phosphate from ammonia by carbonate ion and ATP by the enzyme carbamoyl phosphate synthetase, which is the rate-limiting step in the reaction. This reaction requires N-acetylglutamate, which regulates the cycle and is only produced when excess amino acids are present. Defects in carbamoyl phosphate synthetase 1 would result in the inability to remove ammonia from the body, resulting in symptoms such as vomiting, hyperventilation, lethargy, and cerebral edema. Treatment consists of consuming a low-protein diet or chelating nitrogen by using sodium benzoate or phenylbutrate. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Defects in phenylalanine hydroxylase results in phenylketonuria, which has symptoms of mental retardation, microcephaly, and a musty or mousy odor to the sweat and urine. Choice 2. Defects in branched-chain ketoacid dehydrogenase results in maple syrup urine disease, which has symptoms of lethargy, weight loss, hypotonia, mental retardation, and the classic sign of sweet-smelling urine. Choice 3. Defects in homogentisate oxidase results in alcaptonuria, which has symptoms of arthritis, darkening urine upon leaving an air, and discoloration of the skin and sclera. Choice 4. Defects in cystathionine synthase result in homocystinuria, which results in vessel damage and a presentation similar to Marfan syndrome. That's all for this review about carbamoyl phosphate synthetase deficiency. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.